Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Rev Briz over here. Rev Z right here. And we are a couple of ministers talking shit. And this happens every Friday morning here on the New Thought Media Network, where Rev Z and I get a chance to talk about, well, whatever it is we really want to talk. You heard the intro. Uh, <laughs> we get to hear. And so yeah. we're gonna start, we're gonna start off today with an easy one. Hey Z, happy Father's Day. Hey, happy Father's Day. Coming up, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's this Sunday. <laughs> this is the fun one. Here's the reason men love Father's Day. Because we get to forget about it until it happens. <laughs> and if it doesn't happen, it's not our fault. And we get and we get and we get to use that information for the whole year that you forgot Father's Day again. <laughs> so yes. That's how it happens, huh? <laughs> exactly. So to all the fathers out there or anyone that uh, serves in the role of a father, uh, congratulations for making it around the around the sun another year. Here's to another trip around the sun. And uh, we'll be here celebrating you this weekend and again next year on this yeah. weekend. So yeah. happy and, Father's Day. Yeah. And, and, you know, the key thing you said there, I think, is, uh, well, for me anyway, is that those who are serving in the role of a father, because we know that there are a lot of uh, non-so-called biological fathers of children that are stepping in and stepping up to do a wonderful job on raising kids and giving them the right guidance and supporting them in their life journey. So definitely, definitely, definitely big kudos to those guys, because yeah, that's that's it's, it's easy, as they say, to be a biological father. It's a lot different to be a non-biological father. They, those those young men, old men, in-between men are stepping up. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amen to that. <laughs> amen to that. Yes, easy to be biological father and uh, takes a lot of education to be a true father. True so. father, yes. Uh, and, <laughs> hey, folks. Uh, you know, I never knew this was, this, this one came up, snuck up on me quite a bit. I thought we were a few years away from this, uh, but it's a federal holiday. Happy. Did we name it Juneteenth day? I don't June, know what we Juneteenth named it. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've heard others saying it should be named freedom day. Well, it, 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 I think the official name is Juneteenth freedom day. Okay. <clears throat> One way or the other, this is big, folks. And this is a big, I don't want to call it a win. I don't want to call it a win for black people. Because mm -hmm. I think this is an important win for everybody, yeah. for all of us. Yes. Um, for people of color and with slavery slavery in their, in their past and in their family lineage and their descendants, um, it's a huge win in the recognition of that. 
Um, but I think it's a giant step forward for the country for white people to start remembering, recognizing, honoring, and making reparations um, for our ancestors, for our forefathers. So yeah. happy Juneteenth Day, bro. Hey, thank you. Thank you. You know, it, uh, it's, it's, it's great to have this, you know, and, and of course, uh, they're, they're, the, you know, I, I was, uh, on a panel yesterday. Well, I wasn't on a panel. I was a part of a, a, a Juneteenth program at my job. And, um, you know, the question came up and it was, it, it, it was, well, what, you know, what is Juneteenth? And is that the day that all the slaves were, you know, and, and I said to them, well, as far as I know, it definitely, it definitely wasn't the day that all slaves were freed uh, in America because uh, I'm from Florida originally. And for Florida, that day with, that was celebrated in Texas on Juneteenth was celebrated in Florida on May 20th. And so, you know, some people say, I, I'm not sure of the whatever's of it, but I know in Juneteenth um, was Texas and I know May 20th was Florida. So they're saying that as the word moved around the South, it took them from May 20th to June 20th, basically June 19th to get to right. Texas to say that. Yeah. But the thing of it is, Texas definitely was the last state in the union that was under slavery to get the word out to the slaves that they were free. And that's right. powerful because it 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 shows you, shows me for sure that even though emancipation was what three years before that, four years before I, that, it yeah. still even though legally from a uh, from Lincoln's signing of the emancipation, it was over. It still went on three, four years afterwards, depending on where you were and when you got the word. Right. That's one of the biggest parts of it, right? Is <clears throat> it's not only bad enough that as whites, we did this, <laughs> in my opinion. But then once it was all kind of like, Okay, you can't do this anymore. We're right. not going to do this anymore. There were still places and communities that actively worked against emancipation and actively mm -hmm. worked to to not free people, to to obfuscate the truth and to keep the truth from people and say, "Oh no, 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 that don't count. That don't count for you and, and you're still a slave." And I didn't Maybe I knew this, and I bet you back in 2013 I celebrated, but it, it, in today's 24 hours news cycle, I forget that it wasn't until 2013 that Mississippi, Mississippi actually ratified emancipation. So technically, slavery was still legal. I don't believe it was being practiced. I trust it. It probably was, actually. But it was still legal. Till 2013, before Mississippi finally said, "Okay, enough is enough. We got we got to clean this up. We got to get on board with with history and clean this up." And so it seems like we have gone so we went so far to try to deny these rights. Then, when it's mandated that people have rights, we fight against those and we fight against that law and that mandate. Um, and again, so here we are. 
So we, so what was the year, 19, 1893? What was the date? I'm sorry, the year? For, for, for Juneteenth, it was, it was uh, yeah. June 19th, 1865. 1865, okay. So, damn, 100 and almost 50 years later. Yeah, and, 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 and that deal on Mississippi, I just want to get it straight. It says uh, that they didn't officially outlaw slavery in Mississippi until 1995. It says, while the 13th Amendment was set into law, thus outlawing slavery anywhere in the United States on December 6, 1865, um, they say Mississippi, it went on until 30 years later, until March 16th, 1995, that Mississippi finally got around to ratifying the 13th Amendment. <clears throat> so my numbers were off. I apologize, folks. I'm not sure where I got that 2013 number. I, th I, I got that from somebody. But um, OK, so 1995 still. My God, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> When you look at the difference between 95 and 2013, it seems like a big number, but in reality, it all of it's crazy. 1995, they still haven't slaved Yeah, even that's a crazy number. So, And now, unfortunately, we can't have a big fireworks display, though. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's a massive fireworks shortage across the world, across the planet. So like all the fireworks in the world come out of China, all the trade things that are have, we're having a problem with. Um, the U.S. has seen a skyrocketing of prices. You like that one, folks? Uh, <laughs> and there's a shortage of fireworks across the planet. So uh, for those that aren't big on fireworks on the 4th of July, it might be a good year for you. And part of that is that so many people were using fireworks uncontrollably last year, Z, is the story wow. I read. Wow. Like, people were blasting off fireworks for any reason at all. Hey, my kid was born. Let's throw a firework. Hey, my kid yeah. had a... Let's, let, hey, my dog rolled over. Let's, uh, let's throw some fireworks. And there's now a global shortage of fireworks because of this. And, 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 you know, I, I want to say something, then say something about that, right? So you were correct. You were half correct. I was half correct on the Mississippi thing. I'm dropping the link, something okay. in the chat right now, where it was on February 13th um, that uh, officially it happened February 7th, 2013. The state of Mississippi had never, the papers were signed, but they were never submitted. They were, I think it was signed in 95, but they, it says the, the oversight was no small order until seven, until February 7th, 2013. The state of Mississippi had never submitted the required documentation to ratify the 13th Amendment, meaning it never officially had abolished slavery. Hey, folks, you see this law right here? I'm just going to stick this in my pocket here. I'll get it to the courthouse tomorrow. I promise. Yeah. I'll put it in a, in a, ja in a billfold in his, ja in his pocket of his jacket here. 30 years later, the guy dies and the law is still in his pocket. Oh, my God. you got to be kidding. Yeah, it says two medical school... <sighs> Two medical school colleagues 
one an immigrant from India and the other one a lifelong Mississippian joined forces to resolve a historical oversight that until this month, i.e. February, uh, right. was never officially, had never officially been corrected. Wow. Wow. That's just, uh, that's, that's crazy. And, and <laughs> you, you know, and here, here's the, here's, here's the thing for me, right. In that, you know, we have a golden opportunity uh, right now to, as a country, as a globe, to begin to to ratify, well, let's use them words, to ratify craziness, right? Um, how do, to begin to say, we have not been given the whole story on this. And so now I raise the question, is there anything else we haven't been given the whole story on? And I'll just go silent and step back in and say, now is the time to begin to do the research, to do the investigation, to engage in uh, what we built our country, our livelihoods, our family lifestyles on, and begin to question those things about the legitimacy and the truth of them. And, and, and who's benefiting from keeping all this stuff in the dark? Right. Right. True. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, it's uh, it. Um, I'm going to use the the words of our brother Wayne here online. It is a can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Who knew what when? Who hid what document? Who who was saying yeah we ought to do this? And who was saying whoa whoa whoa? How about just a few more years for me to make some money? And, and exactly these, it, the intersections of this part of American history and. You know, what we teach thee and what you and I share so often is we have to shine the light of truth into the places that need the healing or the healing's never going to happen or it's just right. going to fester. It's just going to be an infected, festering wound. And that's what in many ways America looks like today yeah. is we are festering with this wound that healing is hap some some healing is making progress this step i i believe has to be a step towards that healing to right. letting people of color know that somebody cares right right um, and you know there's a there's a great program i said this i'm going to say it for a while because I, I think everybody should watch this again to to just show you the Whatever it is, I don't even know the word for it. But last Sunday on 60 Minutes, they had the program, The Last Slave Ship, which the last slave ship that came to the United States was in 1860 in Mobile, Alabama. And there, and the show was about that boat. They actually found the boat that was sunk in the harbor or in the river. Uh, and they have the descendants of those slaves, 110 slaves from the country, which is now known as Benin. Uh, they have a town called Africatown in right outside of Mobile right now where descendants of those slaves on that last ship still live today. Yeah. I, I watched that. Um, I went and searched that out after you mentioned it the other day. And 
Um, it's a, it's on 60 Minutes, folks. You go to cbs.com, look for 60 Minutes. It's the middle segment from last Sunday's show, and it's a powerful piece. It, yeah. And it really is a powerful, powerful, especially when when you can see these are the these are the direct family lineage descendants of people that were bought people that were bought yes. and slave yes. under slavery. And and if anybody's out there a quick history and, and numbers whiz, you might recognize the fact that the numbers Z just gave us were after the slave trade quote was ended. Yeah. And so this story is a total example of absolute from start to finish, absolutely illegal. The boat was illegal. The, the, the stealing of people from their from their land and their families was illegal. Their sale in outside of Mobile was illegal. The owner of the ship ran the ship upstream and burned it and sunk it to try to hide the evidence it's it's an appalling it's an appalling story in american history and i again i tr i just have to be in that place of trust that this move even as small as it may be even though it's a, it's a symbolic gesture mm -hmm. this move to commemorate juneteenth i think ha has to go some direction towards that healing it has to be some part of of that overall cultural healing that we, I believe, and I'm going to use the need word that we need to come to a greater understanding, a greater experience of our oneness as humans, yeah. as people. Yeah, because what it does, you know, people say it's symbolic and, you know, I hear it all the time. Man, why can't y'all just get over that? That was so many years ago. Well, it's, it's not. <laughs> I, didn't, that I didn't do that. Why should I pay for the sins of my father? I didn't do that. And, 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 and true, we get that. But. We also get that for 400 years, your family, i.e. generic family, built wealth, owned land, established institutions that were built on somebody else's labor who got nothing. And so those, those institutions and, and land that was plowed and field and whatever was done by someone else. And so to right. forget that when 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 a large majority of African American community are still financially uneducated, unprepared, you know, education, the whole gamut, it's hard to forget yeah. that. <laughs> because yeah. just think about it. if I had four, five generations of people who were cult, I should I shouldn't have something to show for that. And I mean, and I can go back and document my my family lineage on Lisa, well, actually on both sides, all the way back to the 1800s. Wow. In slavery yeah. and, and, and all of them enslaved. You, your wife, any, any one of those people on your side, your wife's side, anywhere along the line, it, 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 it never had the chance. Could, could have, could have very easily been one of the, the, the you know, who knows? Yeah, Seku could have been a Rockefeller type name if, uh, if not for all of this, right? Yeah. And and that that's the bigger point, folks. So when when people stand up and say, "Well, I didn't do this. My parents didn't do this. This was generations ago." You hear us talking about this all the time. We're talking about generational healing. Yeah. We yeah. have to heal through the generations. 
And yeah, my, you know, you've got me. I got to tell you, Z, I have never in my life wanted to get into genealogy until like the last year of hanging out with you. Um, and because there's a real fear that somewhere, somehow, now we're pretty sure my grandfather came from, um, from Poland or Russia. My grandmother came from England. So it's, it's highly unlikely there's any quote slave owners in my history, but what is there in my history? Mm-hmm. And, and this sort of stuff, <clears throat> and not to try to co-op, but this does happen in other communities. I was brought up my whole life believing we were of Polish descent. Last name SKI. My grandfather said he came from, from Warsaw. In the last few months of his life, he started telling one of my cousins that, no, no, actually, the family was from Leningrad. But they didn't want to say they were from Russia when they got here to Ellis Island. Nobody wanted to say they were from Russia when you emigrated to the U.S. So they all said they were from Poland. Or somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. But you know, here's here's the, here's the thing. Here, you know, I I am most definitely an amateur in genealogy. Although I've been doing it for <laughs> a very long time, uh, <laughs> and I'm not even gonna give a number. But but the thing I I I love about it, you know, part of the Juneteenth. There's there's a saying that's going along with Juneteenth uh, in terms of a global perspective. Until everybody's free. Nobody's, Nobody's free. free, right? And so, and because what that means is everybody has to go into their own self, individually and collectively, and begin to understand who and what they are. From a genetic standpoint, for some people that's helpful, some people it's not. From an epigenetic standpoint, you your, your inheritance and where you were raised and where you were brought up, that has an effect on your mind, your ideas, your thoughts. And until we can heal all that and have some some lineage of that to understand the trajectory, like if we send a rocket or a, a, a satellite to the moon, that trajectory to get to the exact place is calculated really, really, really good because it has to um, know where it is. One degree off, you somewhere way out in space. So it's, I look at it very similarly to genealogy. I need to understand what my trajectory is mm. so I can make course corrections if I don't like something in there. Right. I mean, I know that's kind of a wild way to look at it, but for me, it works. Given my yeah. history and what I know of, of what happened, it, it it's like Juneteenth is a great jumping off point to say, let me go and just understand myself, my family, and then take my grandfather who was born in 1873 and kind of research that period and stick myself into it and say, what would I have done in 1873 under these conditions? And that's, there we go. You know what's I just, I just had this flash that if Juneteenth is a day of celebration, for people of color, descendants of the slave of slavery and slave trade. Let's make Juneteenth a day of contemplation mm-hmm. for everybody else. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So, so if you're white, sorry, you're not allowed at the barbecues. If you're white, <laughs> you're not allowed at the parades. I don't care how much of an ally you are. If you're white, our job is to be in contemplation 
And to be in that place of making an energetic offering, if you will, of reparations. It doesn't, not necessarily, it's not like you got to go give money away, okay? Mm -hmm. So many people, that's all they hear. But what if we made a conscious, a reparation in consciousness just for the fact that this happened? I don't care if you take personal family organizational responsibility or not. Although I did hear a story, a college somewhere in Virginia that was, that was built on the, literally built by slaves through Mm -hmm. slave labor that is now making financial reparations that, that are, that are working in the community. Like, so the change is happening. My, my friends, that's the point. The change is happening this new holiday, this new law is, is an indication of that. Uh, but I got to stress, this is not where the road ends. This is not the stops. This is not the hallelujah. Um, we have not, not quite yet reached the promised <laughs> land. We still got a little ways to go and yeah. we still got work to do. Yeah. And you're going to be, uh, and from, and I know this, Z, that you're going to be doing that work this weekend. You're a very busy man this weekend. Yes, uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but you're, you're helping to do that work to give people the opportunity to reflect and learn and grow. And I believe be better citizens moving forward, better citizens of the oneness by understanding all of this. So um, help everybody, fill everybody in. What's going on this? It starts yes, tonight, so, right? Uh, starts tonight, yes. So there's a Juneteenth symposium uh, at uh, starting tonight. And you can go to that website there, www.honoringfreedom.website to, to register. And they have price points for everybody. It is a fundraiser for some bigger things that we're planning. Um, and it's jam-packed with some elder panel, little elder panel and some known names and from musicians and, and everything. I mean, it's going to be really, really good. Um, and I would encourage everybody to come And If you can't go buy a package and let someone else go in that place, because, uh, it, it's going to be great. Uh, as, as Robert said, I have a program there on talking about ancestry and, and genealogy. I mean, I've been, I've been doing this work, armchair genealogist, for about 25 years. And I have gone back as far, documented, as far back as 1800. And in some cases, we're still trying to get the final thing all the way back to 1695. Um, And so... It, it, it's going to be a great program, music, inspirational, spiritual practices. So please join us. It's, it's a way to start anchoring the whole country into an idea of freedom. Because until all of us are free, none of us are free. To all of us, yes. And, uh, and folks, there's a great package where if this weekend's already kind of full or Father's Day stuff going on, uh, you can purchase a package that allows you to watch the program for over to have access to it for the next 90 days. Yes. So for the, you'd be able to, there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of great speakers on those, on those images, musicians. I know there's going to be great uh, messages happening here and, uh, and you can have that 
access to it for 90 days. Yeah. so that you don't have to try to binge it all this weekend and and you can watch things again and again and again and again and watch them over and over uh until it really hits home until we really really uh you get what all these folks are saying so i i can't be at everything live myself right um so i bought one of those those tickets i've got one of the tickets that allows me to watch it over the next 90 days we're going to be sharing some clips and some other pieces of this as we go along here on the network to help you stay engaged with this conversation. Um, you know, every February we come around to Black History Month. Every June we come around to Pride Month and we come around to Juneteenth. Um, and I'm really, really tired of waiting until February to honor my friends of color and my family of color. And I'm really tired of waiting until June every year to honor and celebrate my friends and family of uh different sexual orientations than my own so this is the start this is the start of a year round yes in my opinion celebration of juneteenth yeah and and because you know there's there's a little little joke in the black community that says yeah we we have a month for for black history month but it's the shortest month in the whole Durgon calendar um <laughs> Yeah, we did that to you too. <laughs> oh, well, you know that, that, and no I mean, I don't know that that, that was ever purposeful. No, I don't. However, so. <laughs> but it does reflect that the consciousness still pervades that people of color are only worth three fifths of every other, uh, right? As only three fifths of every other month or whatever. It's like. Equality, folks, it's not a tough word to learn. Yeah. yeah. It takes a little practice, yeah, but it's not a tough word <laughs> to learn. Oh. All right, Z, we've done it again. Look at that. It says bottom of the hour, 7.30 on the mountain time zone, and that means you have effectively just invested. Yeah, we'll call it invested. You've just invested a half hour of your life and learned a little bit more about the crazy shit that goes through our heads. Yeah, This happens every Friday at 7 a.m. We thank you for being with us. We love you. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Uh, we might have to, uh, we've got a couple of situations happening in the next couple of weeks that uh, we might rebroadcast a program, but uh, but it looks like we'll be here next week for sure. Uh, the July 4th weekend, the 2nd of July, uh, does look like we'll be taking the week off. So we'll be with you folks. If you have any, uh, if you have any feedback, you'd like to be in touch, send us an email, ministertalk at ntmedia.org. Let us know who you'd like to see on the program who you'd like us to bring in as a guest, or if there's any specific topics you'd like to see us talking about, we'll be happy to do that. All right, Z, before we, uh, before we hit that final button and push our way out of here, uh, any final thoughts for the day? Final thoughts would be, you know, take an hour, go to your Googles, and, and do some research on Juneteenth to understand the purpose, the, the usefulness of it, and the why it happened, so that, again, we can all as they say, each one teach one about how we become free. And that's freedom for everybody by knowledge, truth, and understanding. Yes. Amen, amen, and so it is. Thanks for being with us, folks. Uh, we're going to say thank you to some of our sponsors on the way out the door. Please help us do that before you take off for your next adventure. And hey, join us at 8.15 for morning prayers right here on the New Thought Media Network. Until next time, peace and blessings.
Peace.